Hello, this is Susanna Rolson of Gowling WLG, and you're listening to IP Friday. Hello, and welcome to this episode of IP Fridays. Our names are Ken Suzanne and Rolf Clayson, and this is the podcast dedicated to intellectual property. It does not matter where you are from, in-house or private practice, novice or expert. We will help you stay up to date with current topics in the fields of trademarks, patents, design and copyright, discover useful tools, and much more. Today on IP Fridays is Susanna Ralston. Susanna is a partner with the law firm of Gowling WLG and is based in Toronto, Canada. She has more than 25 years of experience and is an active member of the Intellectual Property Institute of Canada, the International Trademark Association, and the European Community Trademark Association. Susanna, so good to have you back on IP Fridays. Thanks, Ken. It's, it's great to be back. So we interviewed you in August 2016 about the proposed changes uh, to the Canadian Trademark Act. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz since then about the changes. You indicated back in August 2016 that the new act would likely come into force sometime around April 2018, uh, but there seemed to be further delays. Can you update us on the new projected timeline for the new legislation to come into force. Absolutely, Ken. I know, I feel like we've been talking about this for a long time. August 2016 was certainly a long time ago, and the initial coming into force date of April 2018 has come and gone. Delays in the implementation of the new legislation has mostly been due to the writing of new regulations and practice notices. We now have most of that behind us. Uh, current delays appear to be duly, uh, purely uh, due to technical uh, um, issues with the online systems. Mm-hmm. But we just had late breaking news yesterday. The Trademarks Office has now announced that the coming into force date will be June 17, 2019. Oh, very good to hear. And um, last time we spoke, you also told us about some proposed changes. Uh, in particular, the change to eliminate the use requirement in order to obtain a trademark registration in Canada. Can you go over that change with us as well? Uh, certainly. The, uh, the elimination of the use requirement in order to obtain a trademark registration in Canada is probably the most important and controversial um, change to our trademark system. Currently, Canada and the U.S. are both use-based registration systems, meaning that you cannot obtain a trademark registration without first using a trademark. Most of the rest of the world are first-to-file systems. With the implementation of the new Canadian Trademarks Act, um, we will become a first-to-file system. Over the years, I've heard many times from foreign applicants that the Canadian use requirement was a deterrent to filing or obtaining trademark registration in Canada. So with the elimination of the use requirement, foreign applicants won't have to worry any longer about the use requirement in order to obtain a trademark registration, making it therefore easier for brand owners to obtain protection of their trademarks in Canada. 
Susanna, that's very helpful to know, um, you know, as we go forward uh, with trademarks uh, in Canada. What other changes should trademark owners and their practitioners know about? Oh, Ken, I could spend an hour going um, <laughs> going over all the changes. Wow. But, um, uh, and, 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 and an hour simply going over the top 10 most important changes. Sure. Um, so let's, let's take the top three. Uh, okay. One of which we've already talked about, which is the elimination of the use requirement. Two other significant changes that I think people will be interested in and will, will affect certainly uh, going forward is um, the adherence to the Madrid Protocol and the introduction of NICE classification. I think most listeners will be familiar with the Madrid system and will view it as a positive step for Canada using the Madrid system and the elimination of the use requirement will, um, to obtain a trademark registration will likely make it easier and faster for most applicants to obtain trademark registrations in Canada. The, um, while the introduction of the NICE classification may seem like a somewhat insignificant change, related changes are significant, namely the uh, introduction of a per-class application and renewal fee structure. Yeah, let's uh, talk further about that because money is always important. Can you tell us about the changes um, related to the introduction of the NICE classification, uh, particularly the changes to the fees? I know that's going to be very important for our listeners. Yeah, yes, bottom line is fees will be going up. Mm -hmm. uh, first, the filing fees will increase and will be based on the number of classes in an application. So currently, the government filing fees are $250 Canadian, regardless of the number of classes in an application. Um, there is also a further uh, registration fee um, of $200 Canadian dollars. So the total current government filing fees are $450 Canadian dollars in order to obtain a registration. As of June 17th, the new government filing fees will be $300 Canadian dollars for the first class and $100 for Canadian for each additional class. The final $200 registration fee will be eliminated. So single class and two applications will actually see a reduction in total government fees as of June 19th. Multi-class applications beyond two classes will see an increase in government fees as of June 17th. The other fee increase um, relates to renewal fees. The current government renewal fees are 350 Canadian dollars regardless of the number of classes. As of June 17th, the new government renewal fees will be $400 for the first class and $125 for each additional class. So savings in some regard, but additional expenses uh, for other situations, right? Yes, definitely with respect to renewals, definitely an increase across okay. the board. Now, another big change I've heard is uh, with the new act uh, will bring the int introduction um, of distinctiveness is part of examination in Canada. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, we, we still don't have a lot of guidance on the examination for distinctiveness. We have practice notices, um, or at least draft practice notices, um, for changes, but not for the examination of distinctiveness. Um, 
this amendment will expand the circumstances on which a reg the registrar may require an applicant to provide evidence establishing distinctiveness of the mark. Currently, these circumstances include uh, when a trademark is held not registrable because it's descriptive or is a name or surname. The current act provides that an applicant can establish that their mark um, has become uh, distinctive by filing evidence that the mark has been used extensively through Canada or is not without distinctive character by filing evidence that the mark is registered and used extensively outside Canada. The amendments will eliminate the latter mechanism, namely showing that your mark is not without distinctive character due to the foreign use and registration. So going forward, as of June 17th, the only way that an applicant will be able to establish that their mark has become distinctive is by showing use of their mark in Canada. And are there any actions that applicants should be taking now in order to prepare for the new act? Yes, def definitely. And we've been advising our, our, our clients on some of these actions. Um, let's, um, I will split this up into three sections. Okay. First of all, proposed filings. Uh, second, already filed applications. And lastly, um, registered trademarks. So first, proposed filings. With the filing fees going up as of June 17th, um, brand owners may want to take advantage of current lower filing fees. This certainly um, applies for applications covering more than two classes right now. Um, furthermore, the elimination of the use requirement means that any intent to use based applications filed today will ultimately never have to file a declaration of use in order to obtain registration. So it's advisable that brand owners review their Canadian trademark portfolios to determine whether new filings are warranted. We kind of split it up into your core marks. Have you got adequate protection of all your core marks? And also looking at secondary marks, which applicants may not have sought protection in Canada because of the use requirement or costs. The, um, the second area where, we're, uh, where clients can um, uh, take some actions are on already filed applications. Um, so what's really important to know here is that applications that have not yet been advertised in the Trademarks Journal by June 17th will be returned for re-examination. Remember, re-examination will after June 17 include examination for distinctiveness. So for current pending applications that have already been examined, where the Trademarks Office in Canada has issued an office action, we are encouraging clients to respond as quickly as possible to ensure that their applications are advertised before June 17. It's important to note here that, there, that the Trademarks Office has distinguished between approval to be advertised and actual advertisement. The mark must be actually advertised before June 17th to avoid being returned to re-examination. Mm -hmm. Finally, with respect to registered trademarks, um, it's, it's, uh, clients are encouraged to look at their Canadian trademark um, portfolios. Um, currently, a trademark, um, a registered trademark can be renewed at any time before the renewal date. So I emphasize any time that's due for renewal in 2020 
one, you can still renew it today. So with renewal fees going, at, um, going up, applicants might want to consider what we're calling early renewal of registered trademarks, which are due for renewal after June 17th. So for example, if your mark is due for renewal December 17th, 2019, a brand owner might want to consider renewing their trademark before June 17th, and they can take advantage of the lower renewal fees. The only drawback is that um, the uh, early renewal, the term of the registration will be reduced from 15 years to 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. and, trademark, and trademark owners should also consider classification of goods and services in their registrations when renewing. Um, although this is voluntary um, at the moment, it will become mandatory uh, as of June 17th, and the Trademarks Office will be at issuing notices on all registered trademarks requesting classification if they aren't already classified. Very helpful information, Susanna. And Susanna, what should applicants do with applications which are now allowed and awaiting the filing of a declaration of use in order to obtain registration in Canada? Namely, is the elimination of the use requirement retroactive uh, for these pending applications? Um, so yes, the elimination of the use requirement is retroactive for all current pending applications including those that are, that are allowed and are waiting for the filing of the declaration of use in order to obtain registration. And there are quite a few of these applications sitting in the trademarks office. Um, there are several actions that clients should take in order to prepare for the new act. First of all, uh, on all of these applications, applicants should ensure that goods and services are classified. This is still only mandatory, but we're recommending that clients do this now, before the new act comes into force, as a trademarks office, we'll ask that it be done um, uh, in about a year's time. So we might as well get it out of the way up front. Mm -hmm. um, and there are uh, currently and will not be any new government fees for classification in current pending applications. So um, with respect to the actual filing of the declaration of use, there are, of course, two scenarios. If a client is unable to commence use in Canada and therefore can't file the declaration of use before June 17th, then we simply advise that um, we seek extensions of any deadlines up, uh, up to and beyond June 17th, and then after June 17th that we pay the final registration fee and the registration will issue. The registration <clears throat> will issue, however, with a term of 10 years. If the applicant can start to um, use the trademark before June 17th and file the declaration of use before June 17th, the registration will issue and the term will be 15 years. Excellent uh, information here, Suzanne. I really appreciate uh, you spending time with us once again uh, on IP Fridays and thank you uh, for your continued contributions to our podcast. Thanks again, Ken. That's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please show us your love by visiting ipfridays.com slash love and tweet a link to this show. We would be so grateful if you would do that. It would help us out to get the word out. Also, please subscribe to our podcast at ipfridays.com 
or on iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you have a question or want to be featured in one of the upcoming episodes, please send us your feedback at ipfridays.com feedback. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can go to ipfridays.com iTunes, and it will take you right to the correct page on iTunes. If you want to get mentioned on this podcast or even have comments within the next episode, please leave us your voicemail at ipfridays.com slash voicemail. You have been listening to an episode of IP Fridays. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by their respective law firms. None of the content should be considered legal advice. The IP Fridays podcast should not be construed as legal advice or legal opinion on any specific facts or circumstances. The contents of this podcast are intended for general informational purposes only, and you are urged to consult your own lawyer on any specific legal questions. As always, consult a lawyer or patent or trademark attorney. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.